Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Jamie Wall and Ben String with us this morning as panelists. Uh, plenty to talk about. Uh, Scotty Scheffler's just dropped a shot. So uh, he's only leading by five now with four holes to go. Uh, And it seems like we're going to have very little chance of uh, any play um, straight away or maybe at all. So, Ben Strang, that would be a shame because uh, day five was shaping up quite nicely, wasn't it, for the cricket? Absolutely. Uh, I was looking forward to see if um, New Zealand had the... You know the ticker, I guess, the, the ability to get through uh, to to the close of play and 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 score those runs. It's there's so many question marks around the Black Caps at the moment, and and they were possibly going to be able to answer one of those today if they could. I mean, it was would have been one of their biggest ever chases, and Sri Lanka looked like they're bowling really really well. Their seamers have been right on the money, so certainly a challenge, and it would have given players like Henry Nichols the chance to to quiet any doubters, no no doubt, but. Um, yeah, if, if rain's going to play its part, that's a real shame. Yeah, I'll also deny him the chance to fail as well, um, which means he'll probably get another lifeline. Um, Jamie, let's go uh, to Super Rugby, shall we? Let's go to Lautoka. Uh, I wish we all were there on uh, Saturday afternoon. Some sort of atmosphere and uh, an amazing result. What do you make of that? Yeah, good morning, guys. Uh, yeah, incredible result. Um, but I have to say, uh, it's not... It wasn't as much of a surprise uh, to to a lot of people as as you might think. Like, yes, it was a, a, a big upset, but considering the team that the Crusaders went in with, um, considering the conditions that they were playing in, and also what I mentioned last week about the strong foundations that the Drua seemed to ha- have established the season in the Ford Pack, um, they were always going to be a reasonable chance. Uh, and uh, they they managed to overcome uh, a poor start, you know, conceding a, a couple of tries there uh, by simply just consolidating, being very patient, and then just waiting for the game to just kind of break open so they could play that really dynamic Fijian style um, that we that we're used to. Um, even then, it did come down to the end. Um, the goal kicker had absolute mere, uh, so they really should have won that game probably about 10 minutes before they, they, they had to um, with that last-minute convert uh, penalty, rather. And uh, But the way that they did it uh, was very memorable. And I think that even Crusaders fans, well, maybe not all of them, will agree that it's a really good result for the competition because I feel like it's really legitimised uh, the Super Rugby Pacific concept because it's the first year, obviously... Uh, sorry, the, the first time in the last couple of years that... Sansa have bought into the concept of a, of a Pacific Island presence um, with with the two sides. Um, they've both obviously both gone in different directions, and the Drua have have the advantage between them and Moana Pacifica because they have had a few seasons of experience under their belt playing in the Australian competition, um, and are able to draw from a more local talent pool, localized talent pool. Um, so you know they were they were probably always going to be the more successful story early on, 
Um, but to see them beat the defending champions uh, in that way was, was really something. And also to do it in front of a really fervent home crowd uh, and in dramatic fashion, um, I think, it, I think it, it does wonders for the competition because it means that the investment, uh, the opportunity given to these teams um, is already starting to pay off. Um, because it's only a good thing that, that that they get good and get these results, and so we need to hopefully hope that they can just keep this going, keep this sustainable, so they don't turn into the the next sort of Sunwolf scenario. But I, I'm I'm fairly confident they will. Um, just uh, to, uh, can, completing the look, uh, a quick look at uh, Super Rugby, Ben. Uh, the Chiefs continue to set the bar. Highlanders uh, tough start to the season, of course, tough draw, but they haven't uh, done that well. Uh, Hurricanes Blues as well, interesting. Yeah, that was a good game in Wellington uh, on Saturday night. Um, a lot, a lot of my cricket uh, club were eager to get out of the game early and head down to watch. Um, it was, it, it was a good game. It was exciting to watch, and and uh, I think they're both good sides. But the Blues probably just reaffirming that they'll be right up there come the end of the of, of the tournament. The Highlanders agree they. Um, it may have been a tough draw, but they just don't look very good, which is um, unfortunate for Highlanders fans. And I think I said last week, uh, you know, maybe there isn't quite enough talent to, to spread around four franchises at the moment, or maybe it's just that, you know, some teams have four first fives and others have none. It's this this distribution of talent isn't quite uh, working in New Zealand. Maybe something has to be done about that because uh, it's a shame when you've got the Highlanders who look uh, significantly weaker. But uh, overall, I think the the quality of the rugby, the the again the rules changes are all working really well, and it's making a much better product than we'd seen in previous years. Take a quick break. Uh, we've got uh, Ben Strang and uh, Jamie Wall with us. Uh, quick break. Continue on the rugby theme. Um, after the break here with uh, Ottawa and the 10.30 News. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Yep, Jamie Wall and uh, Ben Strang with us this morning and uh, Jamie just looking at uh, yet another round of Six Nations rugby which finished this morning with Ireland dominating Scotland 22-7 at Murrayfield. Uh, On the back of uh, a shellacking, you could only describe it as that, France stealing to England 53-10, so... Those two sides, Ireland and France, uh, of course, uh, we knew before the Six Nations started that they were going to be leading contenders for the World Cup. That's confirmed. Yeah, absolutely. There seems to be a bit of daylight between those two and the rest of the teams in the in the, in the tournament um, as it stands. But I think the most important thing we got out of this weekend was the fact that France... Uh, have, are showing really no signs of slowing down. They did have that loss in Dublin uh, a few weeks back, but you know, to, when they play to their potential, you can—it's scary. Like what they did. Like not even the All Blacks have done that to England uh, at home before. Um, to just walk into Twickenham uh, and to be able to just dominate them from the word go right until right until the end uh, and put up a half century. I mean, that's that's some unbelievable rugby from them, and in the way they were playing as well. Uh, was just beautiful to watch. Um, the Irish uh, again uh, just sort of went about their work against Scotland. You know, they they got the result that most people would have predicted, which is what they've done uh, all along. And and the way and the way they're playing is it's fascinating kind of um, comparison to the way France play, or far more long range and and um, based around their their halves. 
the while whereas the the Irish are a lot more tight, close in, more well drilled, and only seem really worried about what they're going to do rather than what the opposition are going to do. And I think that's a sign of a, of a really, really good team as well. But but I think the, the big story, obviously, given that they dominate the, the, the news so much, is, is where this leaves England right now. Because, um, you know, obviously Steve Borthwick's come in uh, with a mandate to, to clean up the mess, the, the supposed mess that Eddie Jones had made. And now it just looks messier than ever. I think there's still plenty of time for them to, to fix fix their act. Uh, before the World Cup starts, and you do have to remember that they are on the soft side of the draw because the way that the World Cup uh, is drawn, and, and it's, it's just insane that it's worked out this way, is that only one team out of the All Blacks, Springboks, Ireland and France is going to make the final, and then there's everyone else on, on the other side, and you'd have to say that if England just get a bit of luck and can kind of figure out some way of you know, playing a reasonably efficient brand of rugby, they're, they're a pretty good shot of making the final, even now. Mm. So, yeah, plenty of plenty of stuff to think about there. And as for Wales and Italy, well, I mean, that was it was good to see Wales kind of bounce back there. But Kieran Crowley was very, very um, adamant in his post-match uh, uh, remarks that he was not happy with the refereeing, and, and, and that was uh, definitely something to be looked at as well. Biggest belief, actually, doesn't it, that they do the draw so damned early, rather than do it on form and seedings, and they could they could do the damn draw now, um, you know, with the conclusion of um, the Six Nations. Hell, how hard would that be? Uh, right, um, let's look at the Warriors. Those Warriors, Ben Strang, who I think perhaps will be sitting back thinking that's uh, one that got away uh, over the Roosters at the weekend. Yeah, possibly. Uh, I I kind of. Despite it being a loss and, and uh, you know, being, you know, Warriors fans being so up after the, the first round victory, I, I feel like um, just the way that they played and the way that they tried to fight back when they were, you know, well down in the first half and, and early in the second, like they, they're just already showing more than perhaps they had did last season, uh, more heart and, and more intensity on defense and, and you know, it could have easily been an absolute blowout if this was last season, and instead it's a you know really quite a narrow loss. They pulled it back to just six points in the second half and 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 showed some real fight. So I think there's actually going to be a lot of positives from Warriors fans. I've got a few on Facebook who you know religiously every week will will put their little update on how the Warriors are going, and and usually they get darker and darker as the season progresses. But um, just just uh, over the weekend the messages were of uh, hope and and uh, in some ways delight that they, they did see that fight from the Warriors. So I think that what has been shown on the field uh, by Andrew Webster and his team is is really positive at the moment. Uh, you concur with that, Jamie? Uh, yeah, as in I I do like the way they're going about playing. Like it's, there's, there seems to be a change in attitude on defence, which is obviously something the Warriors have struggled with in the last uh, couple of years. But at the same time, we're two rounds into a 25-round regular season mm. for these guys. I think, uh, I've said it before and I'll say again, I think we'll have a really good idea of where this Warriors season is headed around by Anzac Day because that is when they go to Melbourne and you know win or lose, the effort that goes into that game is going to tell us what this team is really made of. Melbourne are having a few <laughs> worries of, the, of their own. Maybe they'll be a bit more vulnerable this year. Uh, but at the same time, that's always been a kind of a mental hurdle 
I've always felt for the Warriors that if they can get a result or at least a decent performance in that game, that kind of sets them up for what's going to happen next. Um, in, in saying that, though, I don't really think they've got the players to make a much of a uh, much of anything other than perhaps sneaking into the eight, which would be a, a good result. Um, I do like the way the coaching staff uh, set up. It does have a different kind of feeling down there. Mount Smart have been down there a couple of times for media, and it's, it does feel a little bit different down there. Uh, but at the same time, they they need they need some more big name players to really kind of make a make a difference um, in the NRL. And and like I said, it's a very long season, so you know we'll, we'll talk about this later later in the year and perhaps look back and laugh about what mm. I'm saying tonight, right now. On that basis, Ben, um, we, we perhaps shouldn't read too much into uh, the Dolphins' great start. They're top of the table, but hell, no one picked this, did they? No, no. Uh, the only the only reason at all you would think they might make that start is because they have Wayne Bennett uh, in the coach's box. But it's um, it's pretty remarkable, and and that's probably the the thing I do think about rugby league is is um, as Jamie said, maybe the Warriors don't have the players to to make a run at the title, or you know, and and, and it will be just to try to sneak into the eight. But we have seen in the past teams that don't appear to have big names uh, do pretty well when a coach can set up a really good system and have the players all on board. And early signs are that the Dolphins maybe maybe have that with Wayne Bennett. So, um, yeah, very, very exciting to watch them do so well. Um, rightio, uh, here we go, uh, Jamie. We are heading to Sydney for a one-game shootout between the Breakers, who were outstanding last night, and the Sydney Kings. How are you reading this one? Oh yeah, big, uh, big call. I, I, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I'm guessing the Kings are going in as as favourites because of the the big home home court advantage that comes uh, with not just with the series, but not just with this competition, but with the sport itself. And we've seen the ramifications of that happen uh, last night when uh, you had the Sydney Sydney Kings coach um, getting pretty angry about the sort of calls that were getting made that he claimed in response to just. Um, uh, uh, the the crowd pressure that was getting put on. So, you know, it's, it's, it was awesome to see nine uh, nine nine and a half thousand in Spark Arena last night, which I believe is a, a record for any basketball game in New Zealand. But I, I think there's going to be about twice as many uh, in um, in the, at the Sydney's home court. Uh, so that's going to just put the pressure right back on the breakers, and they need to kind of find a way, uh, a new way to do it because. The, the way the results have gone now, it's been a very defense-heavy um, series so far. Not a lot of points have been scored, so they they have to make sure that their, their defense is obviously not drawing as many fouls as possible, and they're not getting themselves into foul trouble early because it, it might really come down right down to the end. No, none of these games have, you know, come down to an, uh, you know sort of last minute or last second play sort of thing. But I feel like this one is going to because uh, it's been that good um, so far. It's deserving of a, of a real grandstand finish. And Ben, uh, how do you see it? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a great game. I thought that the way that the uh, Sydney coach came out and, and you know was so upset about the uh, performance of the referees and that sort of thing, I think he's just masking the fact that his team was well beaten. Uh, we see it all the time, particularly in basketball, when a coach will come out and basically try to take the heat off his own players and start blaming something else, blaming the officiating, blaming this and that. And uh, he sort of went straight to the to the uh, to the book there with that and I think 
you know, as soon as he was asked about, you know, isn't, basketball is a physical game, though, isn't it? And he stormed out. I think that's the point, is that it is physical, and sometimes as a team you have to match up to the other team's physicality. Yes, maybe the referees didn't make some certain calls, but you've just got to play the game. And uh, so I think in some ways New Zealand, the, the breakers are under their skin. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing if Modi Mayer can, can make those little tweaks that he's going to need to because Sydney will change things slightly. Um, but it's going to be a little chess match between the coaches. Oh, I've got no idea how to pick it, but, uh, but it's going to be a great game. It is indeed. Uh, gentlemen, uh, thanks so much for your input this morning. Uh, so Jamie Wall and uh, Ben String, have a terrific day. Uh, we'll catch up with you guys again shortly.